Hello, and welcome to the Stat Financial Health EMS Personal Finance Podcast, powered by GEMS. I'm your host, Sean Britton, and I'm joined today by Amy Eisenhower, also known as the EMS Siren. And today's episode is Side Hustles and Starting a Small Business. Amy is a longtime friend and colleague. She's known for her multiple publications, conference speaking, as well as consulting services to EMS agencies and by her persona, the EMS Siren. Amy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, first, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I think that one of the things that we don't talk a lot about in EMS is uh, the hustle life, which whether you have your own business or whether you have multiple jobs, I think it's ever present uh, in our EMS culture. Uh, so my name is Amy Eisenhower. I'm originally from New Jersey. Uh, I practice, I've been practicing EMS for a long time, uh, at least 25 years. Let's, let's start there. Um, and uh, I kind of fell into the field unexpectedly. Uh, this was not my plan at all. I know many people are, um, our legacies or right. They knew somebody in it. Uh, and I just kind of fell into it. Uh, so my dreams of art school and a tattoo shop, uh, were supplanted with EMS, uh, but that entrepreneur spirit, uh, never really left. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, I do some writing. I teach around the country at different conferences talking about, uh, mental health, wellness, um, development. So, uh, if you need a mentor, how to move up, et cetera, kind of what we're going to talk about today, um, uh, and a variety of other uh, topics, as well as, uh, you know, just like EMS, uh, people ask for help, and uh, I help their projects. Thank you, and it's so great to have you with us. I was excited to be able to get you on the podcast because, you know, a lot of people in EMS, as you said, have things going on the side as well. We're all typically busy people. Sometimes that's an extra part-time job, picking up extra shifts. Sometimes it's doing some EMS education or an EMS-related or even non-EMS-related side hustle or business. And so wanted to have you on to talk because there's a lot to being an entrepreneur. Before I start asking the questions, though, can you tell us more about your work with the EMS Siren and how that got started? So I compare EMS to the Hotel California. Um, I have tried to leave many times, right? But I checked in and I can never leave, it seems. Uh, so uh, I left EMS at five years, like many people do. Um, and I had a, a, I was done. I was like, I'm going to college. I'm going to get a degree and I'm going to get a job where I make actual money. And then uh, my, my partner, uh, Oscar, called me and was like, hey, do you want a job? And I was like, well, he's like, it's a 2472 and right, it pays good, at, right? And at the time that was good pay. So I was like, well, I can do this and go to school. And we all know what happens. I got sucked back into the EMS monster. Uh, and then um, I had a almost career ender injury. Uh, I broke my hand at work and it took quite a while to heal because uh, I did a good job. And um, so I came back to EMS. I went back to college to finish my degree. Uh, and my plan um, was to go work for the UN, right? International relations, uh, political science, that kind of thing. And um, right, use my EMS experience to, to get to somewhere else, again, that paid good money or better money than EMS. Um, 
And I got to the point where I was just so over it with EMS and the EMS politics and all the, right, all the negativity that often is found in some not so great agencies, uh, but are still out there because the service is needed. Um, and I was going to leave and I met a mentor. So uh, thankfully, I met Ray Barashansky, um by happenstance, it seems. And uh, he suggested that uh, I wrote I write some things uh, and introduced me to uh, Nancy Perry at EMS World and uh, some other editors. Um, and kind of in preparing for that and to build a portfolio, I built the the blog. So um, I think at the time I was using like Blogspot, like all free software, whatever was cheapest. I built a Facebook page. Um, I asked the guys at my station. I was like, hey, I need to come up with a station or um, I'm sorry, a, a title for the blog. Uh, here's five. What do you think? Uh, and <laughs> yeah, because I'm a geek, uh, I came up with the EMS siren because uh, in mythology, sirens uh, essentially uh, are, are man eaters. And uh, the the double entendre was uh, right. Also siren for the ambulance. Um, so uh, it, it encompassed the EMS part, but then also the nerdy part. And um, the EMS siren was born. So I have to say that you're in good company because I don't know if there's anything nerdier than financial planning and tax services. <laughs> uh, I would say, so is it safe to say that it was almost an accidental business or how much was it, how much was it a plans development of a business versus an interest that blossomed into a business? Ah, I do not, I, I don't want to say it was planned um, because it, it certainly wasn't right. My plan was to go to the UN and work internationally building EMS services. Um, that, that was right. I saw a few people doing it out there and I was like, Oh, I want to do that. I like international relations, right? Like I'm, I'm doing this poli sci degree, right? Like this fits. Um, so that, that was really my plan. However, I don't want to say that it was just something that popped up and I said, Ooh, let's do that because there was some work. I had been an EVOC instructor. I had been an AHA instructor, right? So I was doing some like canned education, and I was a, a training officer at the time. So it, there was some other elements in my life that were contributing to that, the universe conspiring, if you will, to, to bring me to that point. When you first got the business going, what were some of the biggest challenges or surprises that you faced? So I would say that The biggest challenge slash surprise was just general business processes. So whether I should be an independent, right? Like just go under my social security number and be an independent person. If I should have an LLC, if right, like all those corporate structures, right? Learning about the business portion, as you mentioned, for tax purposes, uh, but also for, right? Like thinking about things like, legal stuff. What if I say something and then some provider comes back and says, well, Amy said you should do X. And then I got my card taken because I did X. Um, and then right, somebody tries to sue me. Right. So thinking about all of those things um, and then that those processors are different from state to state. 
right? So I'm originally from New Jersey. I moved to New York a few years ago for work. Um, the processes for an LLC are different in each state. So um, just all of blah that nobody wants to deal with, the very, very unsexy, confusing, time-consuming part of business. And that's what we work with clients with, determining if they should remain an unincorporated sole proprietorship or if they should form an LLC, the pros and cons, where insurance fits into that. And unfortunately, some people don't seek out the uh, guidance ahead of time. And sometimes that can result in some costly mistakes. They would have set things up a little, little different in, in hindsight. So we always, as planners, we like to be out in front of it and ahead of those sorts of things although it's never too late to course correct or to make changes that are that are needed. And so that that makes me curious to ask you along the way, what were some of the best skills you developed? Um, I would say, so uh, my original degree was going to be in marketing. Um, and I, I transferred to political science because I recognized that marketing paid less than at the time less than or the same as ems so why do all that if i right was going to have to pay loans back later um right and marketing was great like we think about marketing like the super bowl commercials and things like that uh, but there's so much more to it than that and right like those people that do those super bowl ads and all of that stuff are like the top one percent of the one percent right and those are the people making that money um, however, uh, I had to do my own marketing, right? Like, so I had to build a website. Um, eventually I switched to, um, a blog service that, uh, that I pay a little bit of money for. I got my own, you know, email set up. I bought URLs. So like some of the good skills that I've been able to use in my professional life are marketing skills and really thank God for Canva because uh, they make it so easy. Um, and there's a free option, right? I'm always down for the free option. Um, and, uh, right, so building URLs, also um, getting backup URLs. Uh, so there are some people that like to play jokes and they'll buy matching URLs, but .org, .net, .whatever, right? So um, I have purchased my name and the blog name for a variety of places uh, to prevent that from happening. And everything just directs back to my website. So stuff like that, that you wouldn't even really think of until you happen upon it. And then you're like, oh, let me handle that. So yeah, I would say kind of that business development, marketing, building websites, um, just building infrastructure for the business. Yeah, that's, that's a great point because whether it's, a brand new starting out business or a, a larger business that even has employees under you, you really need those processes and those skills and marketing and finance, regulatory, legal, it all really has to be set up and structured. And how has this helped you in your professional career? Uh, generally with your day job, would you say that these skills from being an entrepreneur have advanced your primary uh, employment as well? Absolutely. Um, really, uh, doing my doing my own hustle as the EMS siren, speaking, writing, uh, being an EMS commentator, I guess, um, doing consulting, building uh, 
learning management systems when I was doing consulting, um, doing conference work, right? So in addition to doing education for conferences, I did uh, marketing for some conferences. I was um, an education planner for another conference, right? So I had a, a wide variety of experience. Now, and also I'd like to mention some of those things were compensated and some were not. So um, you have to decide for yourself what is worth the experience because some things are not compensated and we could be here forever saying whether that should be or not but you have to decide for yourself you know do i have the time do i have the bandwidth will this help me later the things that i picked definitely help me later um all of those things put me on the radar for this job uh and then also help me in this job so many of the things i do as a program manager now um I build uh, a monthly update, right? So the marketing stuff helps with that. Um, I have to pick classes and bring in educators and decide what education would be best for, for my program, what to prioritize, what not to prioritize. Um, I'm currently, I recently got a rural supplement grant for my program. And part of that is getting content from uh, subject matter experts and then putting that into uh, a certain format to be online content for online learning to put into our LMS. So really all of the things that I did as you know myself as a contractor or as a consultant uh, really still feed into my daily job as an EMS program manager. So through the creation of your own side hustle and small business, you acquired the skills that help you get a great new job and also succeed in the current job. What other benefits or surprise opportunities did you find from launching your, your own business and continuing to have your uh, side hustle going in the place you're in? I would say um, some of the opportunities that I've experienced is just meeting EMS providers all across the country and being able to help them do their job to the best of their ability, like whatever I'm teaching. Um, and just right knowing that I served my community or my communities where I worked and working with people and then being able to help other people be able to do that. Um, and having seen both sides of that is really, I think primarily the, what drives me, what makes me feel accomplished, no matter what, you know, whether I'm at my paid job or at my side hustle or wherever, that really brings me fulfillment. Um, however, uh, you know, I have gotten the opportunity to teach around the country. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. Um, some of it is airports and hotels uh, and conference centers, but occasionally I get to go to, you know, a nice, a nice restaurant with other educators, with other EMS folks, which is awesome getting to sit down and have a meal with people and uh, communicate um, or see cool things. So uh, I have gotten to see some of the presidential museums around the country or libraries, I should say, uh, which I'm a geek about. Um, what else? Uh, I now get to be on um, some national committees uh, so I'm heavily involved with NASEMSO, so National Association of State EMS Officials, um, and doing some work uh, with safe transport guidelines, which is great. Um, so I, I get to do some of the stuff that I think that when you are an emerging EMS leader, 
you look at it and you're like, wow, I wish I could do that. And now I get to do that, which is pretty awesome. Like seeing something you want to do and then getting to do it. Being where you are now, is there anything you would tell your earlier self? Any, I don't want to say mistakes, but things you could have done better when you were first getting the business going or starting out. Is there something you would encourage yourself to do more of or to do, even though at the time it might not have seemed great? Huh. Um, I know you spoke a bit about speaking at conferences, even without compensation. In hindsight, what do you think? Oh, so that, um, no, that I think is, I, I don't have any regrets about that. So in the beginning, when I first started, um, and the advice that I would give to anybody who wants to get into conference speaking or into writing for publications and things is apply to everything. Apply to everything, right? Th right? It's like throw the spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Um, so apply to everything and, and then say, yes, I can do this or no, I can't. And really the first three years applying to everything, I, I might've got like four conferences a year. Um, some of them compensated, some not. Um, and then later, uh, so prior to the pandemic, I think I did like 18 shows, most of them paid. Um, I do, uh, go back to a few uncompensated, um, because you know, now I have that ability, uh, but also, right, I wanna pay it back. These places are the places where they, they took a chance on this weird chick with talking about hoarding and suicide and mental health. And like, you know, at the time, not sexy topics. Psych was not the thing when I first started, um, but uh, you know, now I, I go back to give back. So I would say for that, do what you can, right? If, if you can do it, and you want to do it. Um, I know that many of us can't afford to take time off, particularly if you're working shift work, you can't afford to take time off because now you're losing that money and and then also pay for everything else. Uh, so, you know, be aware. And, but also for me, it was not, it, it ended up well. So, you know, you brought up how a lot of the work you've done speaking at conferences about topics like hoarding and mental health and something we talk about a lot here at stat financial health is the linkage between mental health and financial health and there's even some peer review literature showing that increased financial health improves your mental health as well as your physical health having been in ems over 25 years what are what are your thoughts about EMS providers, overall state of financial health, and what the opportunities are there. Do you see a need? So I'll start with, I recognize having had multiple jobs to pay the rent, uh, right? Even with consulting, right? I knew I had to work a certain amount. I knew teaching, I had to work a certain amount because uh, you know, the rent had to get paid. Nobody cared at the car place if my car payment, why my car payment was late. They wanted their money. But I knew that certain things had to had to get paid. And um, so I had to work to be able to do that. And there's certain right things cost a certain amount of money in our society. However, I know a lot of EMS providers that um, and I have at some points in my life overextended myself financially where, you know, I got stuck 
and I just had to work to pay down my debt. Um, so I would say be aware of what you're spending, be aware of what you're agreeing to, and know that yes, you're going to have to pay that back later and probably know there will not be more money then. Um, right? It's still going to be the same issues that you have to face. Uh, however, um, I will say that financial planning is not just for people that have a lot of money, right? It's a lot of education. It's um, learning about savings and why it's important and how, how to diversify those things, right? So there's emergency fund savings, there's retirement savings, there's making sure that you have health insurance. I didn't have health insurance for about five years. Uh, so all of those things that we don't necessarily always think about because they're not in our face right now and EMS or young people or younger people, um, you know, so you're not necessarily thinking about that, but when you get to the point that you're thinking about it, it's already probably too late. So starting your financial education uh, uh, and starting financial planning early, and it could be something like put $25 a month away, put $25 a paycheck away. You're not, that's like three coffees at Starbucks. Put the $25 away, right? And just keep paying. And then when you can put $50 away, put $50 away, right? And all of that money eventually adds up later. And that's something that comes up a lot. And I would, I would say that early is better. And at the same time, it's never too late. And I borrow from my friend and colleague, Eric Chase, yes, and yes, it's good to save early and it's never too late. And I think a lot of folks that we encounter are more mid-career uh, towards the later part mm -hmm. of their career and are starting to look back. And we always uh, encourage people not to beat themselves up over the past. How do we look forward? How do we, how do we make things better? How do we improve your situation moving forward? And so with that, I, I'm curious for some closing thoughts from you, the advice you would give someone's on the fence about starting a side hustle, starting a small business, they're busy working uh, full-time in EMS, but they have a dream or a passion. What would you say to them? I would say go watch Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, who's amazing um, and passionate about all sorts of entrepreneurship. Uh, but I would say, look at your life, right? We all are in different places in life. Um, you know, if you have three little kids and you have a bunch of jobs and you have a house and you have whatever, right? Like, look at your life, right? And say, okay, yes, I want to do this. I have a dream. Is this the time for this? Or how much time could I dedicate to this, right? So if you're looking at it, you know, myself, I was single. Uh, i you know, was not in a relationship or married. I didn't have children. Um, I had extra time that I could dedicate after working. Um, and I had a sleep job that if I wanted to, I could work a little bit on my business at the sleep job after I made sure I did all my stuff. Um, so I had that opportunity to be able to dedicate stuff and get things done and, and started up in a short amount of time. If you don't have that, like you said about financial planning, that's okay. The yes and, um, if you have two hours a week, you have two hours a week. Just, right, don't look at other people's success and say, how did Amy do it in, you know, five years and I'm over here and it's taken, you know, 10 and I'm not in the same place. Well, because we have different obligations in the rest of our lives. And I would also say, don't deny the rest of your life for work. 
because your life will pass by and you'll get towards the end of it and you'll go, oh, I should have done all these other things. And the work is gone and not thinking about you. So work is important. Passion for what you want to do is important, but also our family and friends and our the rest of our life is important. Absolutely. And it's so great to be here with my longtime at this point friend and colleague, Amy Eisenhower, the EMS siren. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, and anybody has any questions, uh, please feel free to reach out. And our listeners can also contact us through Stat Financial Health's website at statfinancialhealth.com or on social. Amy Eisenhower is the EMS siren at theemssiren.com. Mm -hmm. And this has been the Stat Financial Health EMS Personal Finance Podcast powered by GEMS. Thank you for listening.